fellow money lovers, welcome to Watch the Ticker. It's a podcast my buddy Zach and I are putting together. Um, so just real quick, wanted to give you an update with what we're going over today, uh, kind of the agenda or layout. So we're going to start off with what is the stock market? How does the stock market work? How do you invest in the stock market? And pretty much why we're doing this show. So I think the main thing that Zach and I both can agree on is whenever you're on Facebook and you see them beautiful ads about people throwing cryptocurrency left and right, or you oh, see people purchasing stocks left and right saying they're generating 200% next day trades, ridiculous stuff. We understand that does happen, but realistically, we're here to kind of explain the stock market to beginners and then go in depth later on in our series to really explain that you know, there are definitely ups and downs in this, but I even think Zach can agree. We've been doing it for a while, and, and seeing that 200% is very, very rare, and it's, it's a pretty uncommon occurrence unless you're really trying to Jordan Belfort this and, and throw penny stocks. I mean, it, it's a no-fluff, no-get-rich-quick scheme kind of show. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not, we're not here to sell you on, hey, you're going to invest in this IPO, and tomorrow you'll be a millionaire. Like, that's, that's not what this is. This is, hey... Let's make some smart investments. Let's make some good money. Let's not do any bullshit along the way. Exactly. The down and dirty of what the stock market actually is and, and kind of our experiences with it. Um, and I mean, pretty much just what we deal with a day-to-day basis. So, and just to start off, as I mentioned, my name is Alex and what I do for a living is, is more of a consulting type of role. Management mm-hmm. consulting, I guess, is the easiest way to explain it. Um, but my main hobby is, is dealing with the stocks, aside from being outdoors, hunting, fishing. I, I, I follow the stock markets very heavily. Right. So what about yourself, Zach? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm actually in a very similar position to you um, in terms of what we do. We actually work at the exact same place, uh, which is how we met, how this conversation mm-hmm. all started on, hey, we should... Would you want to do a show? Would you want to do a show about this? Um, because it's just something like him and I will talk about on a day-to-day basis. I think the and... majority of our conversations are, hey, dude, what are you buying today? Right, Not exactly. even really work-related. It's just all about this. And when we're on our free time doing our lunches, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, even using the bathrooms is a joke. We're sending text messages <laughs> out saying, dude, I just purchased this. Go get, go get this right now. So it's pretty, it's pretty right. goofy, but... It, it, it's good. So, um, yeah, I do the same exact thing. Uh I went to the University of Kansas, marketing, data analytics guy. Um, You're a Cincinnati boy. Yeah, I went to UC. uh, Degree was in in marketing as well, but my focus was in professional sales. If any of you guys want to get a sales degree, I'm definitely going to throw them up right now. You need to go to UC. They are outstanding for sales. Okay. I'm I'm just going to say go to Kansas. Yeah. So if you see you're listening to this, I promise you, you might not make it in the March Madness, (laughs) but you better give me a raise for mentioning you guys, especially if anyone goes. (laughs) Are you saying, hey, you may as well just cut away some loans. Mm -hmm. Just cut them off. I don't need them anymore. Exactly. That shout out was worth at least two years tuition. Exactly. Perfect. And that 100%. <laughs> um, with that being said, on this coffee-fueled episode, yep. um, the, the format of what we're going to do, as Alex sort of mentioned earlier, these first episodes are going to be like a basic introduction. Terminology, things you should know, uh, different lessons every week for the first 10 weeks on what you should be looking at, what you need to know before you start investing. Um, and with that, it'll help you develop a little bit more knowledge as we move into the later episodes, which is going to be, hey, this is what we're buying. This is what we think we're going to do. This is what we think is going to hit. you know. And we're going to be honest with you guys. If we buy something and it doesn't do well, 
we're going to tell you it didn't do well. We're not going to say, oh, I made these insane returns this week, even when we didn't, because that's just a bunch of nonsense. Exactly. And I think that's that's the big thing we're trying to hammer home with you guys. I mean, we're going to get started here soon. I know you're probably sick and tired of us uh, going back <laughs> and forth, but um, this first probably 10 weeks, so we do have all the episodes written out. The first 10 weeks is just, a, a, I guess, a free learning class, if, you, if that's what you want to say. I mean, everything we're going to do is free, but... We just want to really help the beginners um, after the end of that 10 weeks. That's when we're actually going to start off with 5,000. Uh, we're going to invest into our own personal brokerage accounts and let everybody see it and watch us grow over a year. Hopefully, it's a, it's a hot year. I mean, the market's pretty high right now. But um, the best way to watch all that, aside from listening to our podcast, if you go to Watch the Ticker Podcast, that's Watch the Ticker podcast on Instagram. We're going to be posting all of our photos, um, screenshots from our actual brokerage accounts, and we're going to keep everything transparent with you guys. We're not going to be hiding what stock we bought. We want you guys to buy what we're going to buy. If we know there's something we're going to purchase in the near future, uh, we'll post on there and say, hey, just like GE when it was down to four bucks not too long ago, we would post that photo of, a, of GE and be like, hey, this is what we're buying today. This is how many shares. This is how much we're putting into it. That way you can watch us throughout the entire process and kind of get the hands-on experience of, hey, perfect. You know, Everyone has to learn how to ride a bike, but maybe you need training wheels to, to get there. Exactly. So. Exactly. Um, so I guess we'll start off have a yep. little conversation. Mm-hmm. High level stuff here. Um, what is the stock market? And so talking about it, we're going to talk about Dow Jones. We're going to talk about S&P. We're going to talk about NASDAQ. Um, and basically what those things are, what you need to know. Um, you've probably heard these terms thrown around a lot 100%. without knowing what they mean. Um, so for starters, I'm going to start on the Dow because this is one of my favorite metrics. Uh, the Dow Jones, it's actually the Dow Jones Industrial Average. So it's an index that tracks 30 large publicly owned companies trading on the New York Stock Exchange. So it acts as, it's, it's kind of a measurement mm-hmm. tool, as I would call it. So when people say, oh, the Dow is up or down, they're not talking about every single company in the stock market. They're talking about 30 large industrial companies. And that list is online for you guys to see exactly what companies are on there. Yep. Moving from there. S&P, the S&P 500, Uh, it's a stock market index. Again, it tracks 500 large cap U.S. companies. And what large cap means is they have over 5 billion within the stock market. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are large cap. It tracks 500 of those. Uh, It represents the stock market's performance again. It reports what they're doing. It's an overall benchmark. uh, And it's a combined sort of an average, if you will, of all those companies and how they're performing. Um, I prefer, I like looking at S and P better. I think it's a broader scope of everything. Um, but I know a lot of people love the Dow. Um, and then NASDAQ, I mean, that is, that's your market. That is the new, the stock exchange. No other way to put it. Um, that's where all the publicly, you can find all the publicly traded companies or for the most part, there's some smaller markets out there that you can invest in. But the NASDAQ is our main big dog market, if you will. So, um, I mean, this is, like I said, it's all pretty high level. Uh, what the stock market basically does is it's keeping track of companies' performance over time, and it's allowing you to see what an individual percentage or a small percentage or a share is in that company. So some companies, it could be $15 a share. You are buying $15 worth of a small percentage of that company. Other companies, it could be you know, $500 a share. Companies like Apple, Amazon, it gets pretty expensive pretty quick. Um, 
<laughs> or you had like Berkshire Hathaway that's sitting at like what three hundred thousand as of the other day or something absolutely ridiculous. Oh, just absurd numbers. <laughs> and you know, so it's not always just it's not always true. The bigger the company, the uh, higher price the stock is. I mean, look at Ford mm-hmm. for example. Their stock was fourteen dollars a share. Yeah, Sounds it's right. down right now. I think it's at nine ten. Yeah, as of Friday morning. Right, and that's an enormous company which their stock isn't very expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can buy shares from them very easily, but then we have people like Apple. We have people like Amazon. Those, are those percentages of their company are very, very valuable. Um, and those people who got in early on them made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also important, and we're going to talk about it going through this show, stock market, it doesn't just keep track of, hi, Ava. This is the dog. Uh, for those of you watching... This is Alex's dog, Ava. Yep, she is. Uh, she's actually the mas- uh, mascot of our team here at uh, Watch the Ticker Podcast. She's so. just going to linger around for a little bit. Yeah, she just likes to chill. Yeah. She's a stock guru. <laughs> um, but like I was saying, um, it's important to note that it's not just your large, well-known companies that exist on this market. Um, there are smaller companies that are very valuable. NVIDIA is one of my favorite companies um, to invest in on the stock market just because I think that that's the future. Companies like NVIDIA, AMD, those graphics chip development companies. Um, but they also exist on that market and they can do very well for you. Um, we'll obviously down the road dive into all that. Um, and so investors, how it works for you, uh, you're looking at all these stocks and trying to figure out if I buy a share right now, is that company going to perform well enough to where I'm going to make money on this share in the future? Am I going to, is my investment now going to turn into funds down the road? Are they going to go up a dollar? Is it going to go up $2? Or is it going to go down $10, Yeah, And that all can happen very quickly. Um, So with that being said, we're going to move into how the stock market actually works. Alex is going to dive in and cover all that for us. Definitely. So, I mean, this is one of the, the big questions I think a lot of, especially beginners, are always asking and the easiest way I can really put it is if if you've ever been to an auction it's kind of like that so if you go to an auction you have someone called an auctioneer who's the main guy at the top then you have like the little people that open or they hold an item and then people start bidding on that item and you're trying to get it for the best possible dollar if you I mean if you're looking to resell that's what you're trying to do if you're looking as a collector you're still trying to get it at a competitive rate because you don't want to be spending a lot of cash so just think of it like that think of you know the portfolio or you know dow jones nasdaq s&p 500 however you want to look at it think of them as the auctioneer and the stock that you're purchasing that the item that you're looking for so you're gonna once that stock opens up for the very first time you're gonna have a lot of people bidding on it it's going to be a hot item but that's usually at, at the very at the very beginning you're more or less what we do on a, on a day-to-day basis where you're like blue chips your big stocks you just kind of look for hey this stock has dropped drastically you know i keep on going back to ge because that's the one of the most recent ones that were really really hot right. it dropped to four dollars a lot of people are saying hey they're you know they could possibly go out of business um their new ceo in charge has not put together a really good short-term plan he had more of a three five and a ten year objective and they're selling off a lot of their assets so that item or that collectible piece however you want to look at it the stock itself dropped to four dollars 
a lot of people at that point bought it because they're like, okay, this is when this is when I, I want to start to bid. So when they start to bid at four dollars, then every single time another purchase comes in, that stock becomes more valuable in the eye of the per person trying to purchase it. So it continues to grow, just like if you were to bid on an item. You start off at a dollar, you work your way up to five, six hundred bucks, depending on what it is, et cetera, et cetera. So then once it hits ten dollars, like it did recently, it was like ten thirty nine. That's when a lot of people were like, perfect, I now made a, a very large um, growth with this over a very short period of time. I good, think it was like- Had a good ROI. Oh yeah, return on your investment. It was like a three month turnaround. Then they start selling it. So that's kind of where they're perfect. This is where I purchased it um, from the auctioneer or the portfolio, the big stock market. Now it's time to get rid of it and make my money. Then they sell it, boom, stock goes back down because there's no, um, demand as you would, I guess, as you look at it in economics. So that's kind of how just basically a stock works. Um, as I mentioned, I mean, you look for the best deal and you want to try to purchase as low as possible and then sell it as high as possible, I guess, at the next auction is what you can refer that in term. And that's also another thing you sort of mentioned to keep in mind is when news hits for a company mm -hmm. that a CEO did this, that they did that, any anything that happens with that company, whether it pertains to their financial performance or not can in turn affect the stock correct it can affect people's perception of what's going on in that company mm -hmm. and let's be honest people we're all human and people panic and might pull start pulling investments if say elon musk might have gone on a show and oh, tesla got got seen smoking a little bit of weed and what do you know next day yeah stock took a little bit of a hit mm -hmm. is that right Probably not, but is it exactly what happens all the time with different companies? One hundred percent, it's business. Yep. I mean, that's that's where you get that term, you know, uh, fight or flight. You're a shark. You're a wolf. I mean, you see all this stuff. I mean, and and we, I think it's funny because businesses tend to kind of go back to that movie of Jordan Belfort, Wolf of Wall Street. Mm -hmm. Is that real? Meh, kind of, sort of. I mean, there we're not in the '90s anymore. But that, what I'm trying to make here is, I want you to understand everything does change based off of the perception of what the people see. So if you do have a new CEO come in and they give a bunch of bad news and not good news of their quarterly earnings or whatever it may be, you're going to see a stock drop. And that's kind of what we watch. And I think that's what a lot of people watch whenever we mention the analytics of how the stock market works, right? Mm -hmm. So we're looking at numbers, but we're also looking at, as we call a political contributor, right. which is your CEO coming in saying, hey, we don't have a one or two year plan to help you guys right now. We have a three, five, and a 10. Mm -hmm. As an investor, people are like, well, I'm looking to sell this tomorrow, not 10 years from now. Right. And that's kind of where, you know, you kind of got to draw that line. Well, what do you want to do? Do you want to, do you want to be a long-term person? Your portfolio needs to be diverse, but do you want to be long-term, short-term, next day, same day? Do you want to run a, a money market, et cetera, et cetera? I mean, I can go on for days, but that's kind of how it works. We don't want to go too far in depth because we'll do that later on in the shows. Of course. But recap, keep it easy, how the stock market works. It is just like an auction. You have a piece of paper referred to stock goes up in price, goes down in price. You want to buy low, sell high, or you want to buy it as a collector. And that's where you kind of ride that out with a dividend. So if you have something that pays you per quarter, a very large percent, like four or 5%, which is decent. I mean, it's a lot higher than a, a savings account. So that's kind of where you can go ahead and list yourself as a collector, purchase that stock at a good price and just ride it out for the dividend. And that's the thing too, like having a savings account is great and you're going to get some return on that money. But going into the stock market, you're likely to get, it's riskier mm -hmm. than a 100%. savings account is. It's much riskier. 
yep. that you're more likely to have a higher rate of return on your investment than you would otherwise. Um, and just a quick side note before we go back into the stock market, I want to throw this out there for anyone listening. If you are not in a high yield savings account, please research it. Um, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I used to bank with Fifth Third Bank and they're cool for where I was from. I moved over to the Midwest for my job and there's no Fifth Thirds out here. So I was looking to switch to other banks and I'm telling you 0.2% is ridiculous. It's stupid. Uh, you don't make any money. I just switched mine over. I'm not going to give any call outs because I want you guys to do your own research, but I switched mine over to an online savings account. It's just where I store my cash and I can kind of figure out where I want to invest and put it in. I get 2.56%, um, which... Better. I mean, it's a compounding interest regardless of how you look at it, and it's a lot better than it just sitting there. I mean, our objective here is to make money. It's a job paying attention to your money. So please, if you're listening to this, go and research uh, high-yield savings accounts because it's going to help you in the long run. Well, and if the money's going to sit there anyway, you may as well be making some returns on it. Exactly. You're not using it. You're not spending it, so you may as well have it doing something while it's being stored away. You work for it. It needs to work for you, baby. Oh, yeah. Um, And then... Hopping into it. So now we're going to talk a little bit. How do you invest? Um, you, I mean, in theory, you might be investing and not even know it. Mm-hmm. Already. If you have a 401k, there's a great chance that that 401k might be investing in the stock market for you. Um, there are a lot of other accounts that people might not recognize. They might just understand them as savings accounts. Uh, Roth IRAs are a great example. A lot of people just see them as like a savings account. You put money into it and mm-hmm. it grows somehow. Well, how it's growing is because there are stocks behind it. There's money being invested. They're usually more conservative for the most part. I mean, you can pick more aggressive ones if you want. A um, common one you'll see, depending on how old you are. I mean, we're 25, so you'll see like a Vanguard 2065. Mm-hmm. That, again, look at it as a big portfolio with a bunch of stocks inside of it and it just keeps on occurring more and more interest. Uh, and that's kind of how your 401k is building up. Right. Well, you're 25. Yeah, that, that's right. That's right. Jeez. Half, half a quarter, baby. <laughs> Halfway there. Um, or a quarter of the way there. Jesus, math is hard. Um, he just wants me to die. That's it. <laughs> um, and then, so those set aside, you also can have individual brokerage accounts. It's mm-hmm. where you can pick the stocks. You can choose what you're investing in. Uh, you put your money in from your checking, your savings account, however you want to do it, and directly invest into the stock market. Um, there are people out there that have money managers that do this for them. Um, it's very expensive or it can be very expensive. I should say, especially if you get a good be. one and get one you trust. The point of this is so that you can be independent on it and know how to do it yourself. Um, and so individual brokerage brokerage accounts are good. You just have to do a lot more legwork on them. You have to keep an eye on things. You cannot just let it sit there and, you know, be like, Oh, I invested in that stock. Two years ago, it should be fine. No, that's not usually how this works. With right. Your blue chips, you might be able to get away with that. Stuff like uh, like Caterpillar, you could probably get away with that. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to invest and like do really smart investing, you probably shouldn't just <laughs> leave it sitting there for a little bit. Um, and then do you want to talk about portfolios a little bit? Yeah. Um, yeah, just real quick, I want to go back because you mentioned something, and and it's still on my head, and I, I'm, I'm thinking about it until I can get it off. We're not <laughs> done. We don't want to scare you when we say it does require a lot of work. So there are definitely people out there with money managers, financial advisors, stockbrokers, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, go on. Um, but 
I think even me, whenever I first got into it, I joke with Zach and I tell him all the time, I got into it when I was using the bathroom and I had nothing else to do and I was bored. And I didn't want to play a freemium app game on my phone. So what I, I just want you to know, you don't have to be the person that wakes up at four every morning and for three hours you're on Bloomberg, you're on CNSBC, you're watching the stock market, you're reading Ruggers. You don't have to do all that kind of stuff. Initially, we're starting out. I mean, it, we're just trying to get this out there. If you have 15 minutes a day, 15 minutes of research for one or two stocks, that's good. That's fine. Sounds it's like a good start. <laughs> right. It does, doesn't it? But it's better than letting your money sit and not making money, right. I guess is what I'm trying to say. So even if you got 15 minutes, I mean, we'll go over some apps here in the next episode and tell you ones that we use to look up stuff. I'm just saying, don't be scared by what we're saying. It is a lot of info, but 15 minutes a day, I mean, after after a month or two, you're gonna, you're gonna at least know what's going on. Then after six, seven months, you're gonna have an idea of what stocks you watch and, right. and what's moving and what looks like a good buy and what looks like a bad, bad buy. And after two years, I mean, you're gonna be set. And, and you'll know what you're looking at a lot quicker if you mm -hmm. start spending that time just taking a look at things and going through a cuts. maybe a couple articles, maybe a couple reports, you know, maybe you do hop on Bloomberg every once in a while and check exactly. out what's going on there. Um, exactly. But yeah, I, I think that's good that you brought that up because yeah. you don't want to scare people away on this. No worries. No worries. I mean, I knew what you were saying and yeah. it wasn't stressing me out. I was just starting to sweat. I was like, man, I can think of me whenever whenever I first started getting into this, being on Facebook, looking at my investment personal banking pages and all this type of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I know how daunting it is. And, and we're really trying to make this as easy as possible for you guys. So I just want to make sure you understand. Don't put a lot of pressure um, on yourselves. We're, we're all getting there, baby steps. That's, that's, that's the way to do it. But I'll go ahead and explain portfolios to you. You know, there's a phrase that uh, my grandmother always told me, you never put all your eggs in one basket. Mm -hmm. And it's something that we definitely live by here with our portfolios. So think of a portfolio like a manila envelope. You put papers in it, right? You want to store things in there for tomorrow or for the next day. For me, like I said, we travel, both Zach and I travel a lot and we're talking with people, meeting with people, and you kind of keep those documents in that envelope. So just those documents are now your stocks. Those are your investments uh, for the better tomorrow, as they would say. So you're putting those inside your envelope or your portfolio. You want to build this. You want to put uh, your stocks in a bunch of different, different assets or your money in a bunch of different stocks to create different assets. And that's the easiest way I can explain a portfolio to you. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Um, and you can, you, you've probably heard the word diversification a lot. Um, it's smart to do mm -hmm. because we've seen it in the past. We've seen things go wrong with companies and overnight people have lost a lot of money. Think yep. about Enron, my favorite example. And I think every business school in the country's favorite example for um, how something can be a complete disaster. But you want to make sure there's that diversification because the more diversified it is, the more you know you branch out to different places. Typically, in my opinion, the safer it is. Yes. And the safer and more comfortable I've always felt having that kind of diversification exist. Um, yep. And I'll read just real quick. I mean, we're talking about it. And this right here, we're going to show you right from day one how transparent we are. I'm popping up my Charles Schwab. That's who I use. I use Charles Schwab and Fidelity. Mm -hmm. I like Charles Schwab for my personal brokerage. Of course, my 401k is through Fidelity, but I have my Roth IRA through them as well. 
Um, but I just like Schwab's fees, and they have a pretty awesome report that tells you if it's a good buy or a bad buy. Don't I mean I take all that with a grain of salt. But I mean for my portfolio, I have adaptive biotechnologies. It's funny because Zach mentioned it to me whenever I went to work one day, and he's like, "Dude, this is going to be a big hitter." So I bought it the day of yep. him mentioning that. And this is a fresh IPO right off the market. Think of it like a Krispy Kreme donut that you know, <laughs> hot and ready signs on, baby. It was, it it was, was looking good. good. I liked it a lot. It was it was looking good. I bought it, and then it hit what $45 and I sold majority of them, but I kept 10 just in case if they're going to be the next IBM or whatever it may be. They're not the same type of company, but what I'm saying is they might be a next hundred dollar stock. So I kept it just in case. Um, but right now, I mean, they're in the negatives for me. I've lost some money off of them. Same with Bristol Myers Squibb. Again, those are two of my big losers. Um, I bought a bunch of GE. I sold a bunch. I kept it. Those are a heavy hitter. I invested in IBM, but I'm a firm believer in IBM. They have made me so much cash with their increase. Mm -hmm. Main reason why I bought them, and this is where we're trying to explain diversification, was on for dividend. So I bought them for a long-term growth, but they pay three, if I'm not mistaken, it was like 3.9%. Let me check. So I'm not giving you fake information. Um, they, their annual dividend yield is 4.28%. So they pay pretty good, and that's why I purchased them. They're not my next day sell. They're my, I need to keep this to help fund the adaptive biotechnologies in Bristol Myers Squibb whenever they do dip. Um, then I invested in Grow Life, uh, which is a, it's a pot company. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. It is your traditional penny stock. Mm -hmm. I bought that off of a dividend I got from IBM. I got like 90 bucks. And I was like, dude, I want to, I want to bust this on a, a penny stock just to see how well it's working. Um, so that's the, the real crazy, right? Grow role. life. I love grow it. Life. I didn't know you had money in grow life. Yeah. Yeah. So I got, I got 2,500 shares. So yeah, it sounds like a lot, but in a penny stock, that doesn't mean anything. That's 25, $25. Absolutely ridiculous. And then I invested in J. Jill. Um, they were a pretty heavy hitting company. Uh, not too long ago, they were sitting at $8. Now they're down at 2 This might be one where I'm like, hey, you know, you're new to this. You do need to research it. Do, do take everything I say with a grain of salt when it comes to stock um, investment information. But they're they are one of the ones I'm looking for uh, next one year. They're going to go up to 5 bucks, and I can pitch them just like GE. And then Marathon. Again, I bought Marathon just because oil right now is low. That's kind of one of those things you got to watch. Oil's low. Um, one day it's going to have to go up. So that's another five year. That's a long-term one. So just again, recap, IBM Marathon, my two long terms, J. Jill, my one year, hopefully turnaround profit. GE, I already sold a lot of them, but I kept some just in case if somehow they go absolutely crazy, but I already sold those. So think of those kind of as sold because I don't have a whole lot of cash in that. Um, Grow life, uh, pot is their symbol. P H O T is pretty. It's pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie. That's why I bought it. I laughed. Um, they're my penny stock on bacon. That that oh, somehow they become the next uh, Marlboro of of the herb industry. Um, life. What a what a great name, dude. It's funny. You should if anyone wants to get a few laughs, go and look at their uh, reports and stuff they post. I mean, it's actually it's pretty legit. They take it very very serious. If you guys are listening, I very doubt it because you're pretty small. But if you are, keep on trucking. I hope you guys make it big because you're gonna make me a lot of money. Um, but yeah, biotechnology. I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have to say, hey, we need a sponsorship. We want Grow Life, <laughs> the, hey, the been, herb uh, company. You've been shouting out your stock. Exactly. We're making you guys some money. Um, and then the biotechnologies and uh, Bristol Myers Squibb, those are, again, those are six months to a year turnaround. They're not long term things. So they're the ones I'm looking for. Yeah. Such a good hit. I'm just hoping, I'm hoping they can become pretty big. I dropped all mine. 
in there. Well, yeah, it, so we'll give you the overview because it's pretty funny. I came in on a Friday from work. I, I landed off the airplane. And I had to go back into the office and grab some stuff. It was like 4.30ish or something. I walk in. I'm like, hey, what's a good hitter to pay attention to? And he's like, Adapt, Adaptive Technologies. They're going to open their IP, IPO on Monday. I was like, all right, whatever. I'll keep my eye on it. So I set it on my phone, and I got a notification that they just opened. The market just opened, so I went on there, and I bought, what was it, 30 or 40 shares, I think. And... Um, Literally the next day, I, th- I bought it at 38. The next day I was at 45. Yep. I sold all of them except 10. And I walk into the office. I was like, Zach, dude, thank you. That was, a, that was an awesome hitter. It made me some cash. And he just starts laughing. He's like, yeah, yeah, I already sold mine too. And then one of our other buddies like, no, no, I'm still holding on. They're going to be big one day. He held and then on. The ne- he's held on way too long. He's held on. But the next day it literally dropped $9. And both of us were like, oh, my goodness. This is absolutely ridiculous. So, yeah, it was, <laughs> that, that's what makes this that's what that what makes this so much fun. I mean, this is a blast. Yeah. And that's that's the kind of stuff we're going to talk to you guys about as we go forward in the future. That honesty, that transparency, that, hey, you win some, you lose some kind of mentality. Um, you know, we're not always going to be right. We hope to be right more than we're wrong. But, right. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be this is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. And like I said, guys, I, I can't stress this enough. Nothing is more annoying than getting on Facebook and seeing, you know, all this stuff about cryptocurrency. And granted, if you do it, I'm not bashing you guys. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just right. trying to explain to people that the market is not like that. And there is a lot of information out there of the get rich quick scheme and people take advantage of people that don't understand it. Or cousin Craig's six keys to success for only two hundred dollars. Exactly. And we don't want you guys to do that because we did that. We you know, we've wasted money. We've done the multi level marketing shit. We've bought Bitcoin. We've done all that kind have of you stuff. Done the multi-level marketing? I have. Okay. What was the Verve, the real big one they promised to give uh, you a, a beamer if you sold so much. Complete waste of money, dude. Uh, oh, don't even get me started. Closest I'm, I've ever been to that was working at GNC. Yeah. <laughs> I am at, I was so <laughs> mad at myself for doing it. But uh, we just want to keep this as transparent with you guys. So uh, if you have questions, like I said, watch the ticker podcast on Instagram is the best way to get a hold of us. Mm-hmm. Um, our email is on there too. But if I give you an email right now, more, more or less, you guys are probably driving. So don't be on your phones. It's absolutely terrible. But right. just, just follow us on there. Shoot us a message and we'll talk about anything. I mean, if you send us a, a stock you want us to analyze, we'll analyze it. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the cool thing of us just starting off pretty, pretty young and pretty fresh right now. Right. Send us something over or research the, the living, you know, blank out of it i don't know what i can and can't say on this you know, so you know what we should do too is we should uh just thinking on air we should start a twitter yeah we can start a twitter yeah we'll do that we can retweet stocks that we're looking at and stuff like that um but anyway with that being said thank you so much for joining us on the first episode of watch the ticker i mean this is this is gonna be a lot i'm really excited i'm oh, so dude. excited I'm, to get I'm this stoked. going i'm stoked But uh, yeah, thanks for watching. Uh, Stay tuned. Take care. We'll be releasing episodes hopefully every Sunday Mm -hmm. is going to be what we're doing. Or we record on Sundays, probably release on Monday mornings, um, unless there's like a big stock. But, you know, take care. Make money. Live the dream. Have a good one, guys. Later.